0: We give you praise and honor and glory, Lord. And I thank you, Lord, that tonight you have planned this before we were ever even here on this earth. And you have designed in your records of your perfect will, you have designed for this lesson to be taught and for this word to go forth at this time on the earth. And Lord, I thank you that you've chosen me to bring this forth. And I thank you that you've chosen this church, victory, this house that you have built, Father, and that your presence dwell in. I thank you you've chosen it, Lord, to bring forth this word to the nations, to the people, to the women, to the men, children, and for a time yet to come. So I thank you, Lord, that as we uh, study your work together, you will show us something we've never seen and let us hear what we've never heard that you've been waiting to tell us. And I speak into this atmosphere now, wherever the sound of my voice goes, that there is a breakthrough atmosphere being set up. And it cannot be denied, and it cannot be quenched in the name of Jesus. That there will be a permanent fixture set up like a volcano that's ready to erupt in the right atmosphere. And Lord, the fire, Of the volcano will be the fire of the Holy Ghost. So we speak out into the world right now. We speak out an expansion of your mission and your vision for your people to affect the world. And I thank you, Lord, that you will bring things into alignment, that you will make crooked things straight, and that you will bring streams in the desert, I thank you, Father, that your plan is perfect. It has no holes, loopholes. It has no vacuum. It has nothing missing and nothing is broken in your plan. And Lord, we hook up with your plan. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So I want to tell you a story of tonight's lesson. And so uh, last week I was in the office here. And I was cleaning it out. I wanted to have a desk that looks like the Oval Office Desk, which the Oval Office Desk has a telephone on it. That's it. Completely clear. And I wanted to create that when I come into my office. Everything's clear and what I want to work on is what I put on my desk. So, I kept my computer on there because that's what I use. I, I function by the computer, whereas the president functions by the telephone when he's talking to people from different nations, right? And I'm sure he's got a side office with all the stacks of papers that make him think and be creative, which I have my credenza. So, it's perfect. So, um, while I was clearing my desk off and moving things around so I could make room for projects, I came across this notebook that I love so much I remember when I purchased it I was like oh this is such a pleasure to write in because the, the pages you know the lines are broad and, oh, and so I didn't open it or anything like this and there was another notebook with it and the Lord told me take those home so I said okay so put them back to took it home well this was like last week or the week before so I am at my desk last night after I finished my final project for school and I saw this and I knew that this was, I had to look at it. So today when I went to my desk and I opened it, I knew I had to look at it today. And when I opened it, it was stuff I wrote in 2004. But the thing about it is the stuff I wrote in 2004, and I looked at all the pages, I have since written books on everything I wrote down in here. But the first book I wrote was in 2012. And I never looked at this book. I did not have these notes. So, for tonight's lesson, some of the stuff I wrote in 2004 were right here. The Lord already told me what he wants to talk about, but part of it was in this notebook. So, isn't that something? Yeah. Cool. So, I want, I'm saying all that to say that the answers that you need for life have already been written out. Amen. And it's just a matter of us having the right timing and the obedience that goes with the timing to have the actual thing occur. So I wanna to talk to you tonight about records and witnesses. Mm-hmm. Sounds weird, but we'll get to will figure it out. You might have to write some notes down for this. Records. And witnesses. Okay. And. Okay. So when the Lord talks to me. About stuff. He tells me. Uh, what the end result is. And then I go in the Bible. To find evidence to tell everybody else. Because I'm convinced of what he says. But I have to. You know, if I'm teaching it. I have to show you (laughs) because you didn't get it by revelation like he gave it to me. So I need to express it so you can link it all up. So here is what I want you to realize. Here's, Here's the bottom, here's the end. I will work back to get you to get the revelation of the end. The end is this. God already wrote a perfect record, a perfect will for your life that's the, that's part of what I'm trying to explain so that already exists okay however you are living on earth now and you have perfect choice you were created with choice with your individual will right which God does not touch okay So now, God has equipped you with the correct voice, the correct teacher, and the correct leader to tell you what has been recorded so you can choose to live it, okay? Now, what you live on the earth gets recorded and becomes the standard by which you choose to live. So, what God wrote was already written and recorded. It is his ultimate that you would just live off of that sheet, book, whatever, right? But he cannot make you do it. But he keeps a record of what you say you want to do. And his his kingdom is set up to agree with you. You following me? Mm -hmm. So whatever you say about yourself gets recorded also. And you live off of that record even if it's being compared to the perfect one now God will continually try to the Holy Spirit will, God's kingdom the Holy Spirit, who is the Holy Spirit you'll see, I'll show you scriptures in a minute the Holy Spirit, every time those records you have written that you want to live by are being executed by you on the earth The Holy Spirit will try every possible avenue, any laborer that's close to you, any person you'll listen to, any way that you will receive and accept a message that says this can be changed because it doesn't match the record that God has for you. But the Holy Spirit can't make you do it you see what I'm saying? Everybody get this picture? That's the end. That's where we're going. Okay? So the Holy Spirit cannot make you do anything. You have to make the decision to accept the change. Now what happens is people don't make the decision to accept the change because they don't know what the change is. But the Holy Spirit can't tell you what it is because it requires your faith to believe that what he is saying is true, to activate what God said. The only way to get to that record is faith. Are you seeing this picture? Mm-hmm. Right. So imagine God telling me, to "Tell you this," and then I got to go find the Bible how it all maps out. So this, I'm just telling you. We're doing analysis here, right? So, okay, this is heaven. All of it's heaven. This is earth. Okay, all of it's earth. Okay? I should put heaven in the middle because everybody's mind is going to go lopsided. Okay, heaven right there. Heaven up there, earth down here. Okay? There are records in heaven. That are perfect for you, okay? God's records, right? Perfect. And then your records is your perfect, your choice, okay? Ooh, feedback in something. Okay. Now on the earth. You don't have records on the earth. On the earth, you have witnesses. Okay. So there are witnesses. Now, uh, when you are going to sign a an official document for a legal thing, like buying a car, doing a car, um, you know, sale. A house, all these things, a will. You have to have a witness, right? That's not family, like a notary, right? That you sign it in front of and that makes it official, right? That somebody else verifying that you are the person signing, you are the rightful person that's supposed to be signed, blah blah blah, right? So when you do things on the earth. Heaven has witnesses on earth to verify what you say and what you authorize. Okay? And so the witnesses can't make up their own stories. They have to say what they have witnessed. Right? So, on earth, there are three witnesses. In heaven, there are three people that are keeping record. There are three record keepers, and there are three witnesses on the earth. Okay, three record keepers in heaven, three witnesses on the earth, and there are also three witnesses in heaven. Okay, so I am just setting that up for you. Everybody's good? You understand what I'm saying? Yes. Are you got this picture in your head? Mm-hmm.
1: Okay.
0: So let's get into it to see what this all means for you. Well, let me just tell you what I'm trying to get you to not to here's what you're gonna fix tonight.
1: <laughs>
0: oh Lord help <healthy>. me. <laughs> tonight you're gonna fix the records in heaven about you. Okay? okay. You're gonna fix the records that have to do with your permission what you permitted, okay? You're gonna fix it. I can't fix it for you. I can't lay hands on you. Let me fix your record. You have to fix your record because you have to give your permission. You have to authorize deletion, you know, rewriting. You get to edit the records, okay? And I want you to have a deep understanding about this because some of these records that you have created about your life were set up as ancestral concepts before you even knew you were going to be part of a certain families. And you came along and you were trained on how to behave following that pattern right? So you could have lived till you were way into your adulthood before somebody even told you God already has a book written about you. So you never even thought to ask. You just are trying to like finish school, go to college, get a job, get married, whatever order that is, have babies and uh, try to just retire. I highly doubt that's what God has written down. But nobody would ever tell you otherwise because nobody else has done it, right? So you, so you have to break things. You have to break patterns. So I can't break the patterns for you. You have to break patterns, right? Now I find it interesting, this whole 2004, I asked this Nadine when she came here when I first met her or whatever, I think it was 2008 or something. So four years before I even knew Miss Nadine existed, before she ever came to the church, before she ever met me, I have things written in this notebook from 2004 that solve the problems she came to me to solve. Yet I never looked at the book. But I wrote it all down and agreed with what God said about the subject. I wrote it down and I agreed with it. So now it was part of the tools that God equipped me with to help the first people that needed help with that tool. That was part of my assignment. So I had to receive it from God, accept it, and just that's how I lived my whole life. When God gives me revelation, I receive it, I accept it, and I move on. I don't like go, oh Lord please show me where I just accept it you don't Jesus studied the law he studied all the things he needed to get caught up on when he was 12 remember he sat with all the the lawyers and stuff in the, um, for three days while his parents figured out he was lost and gone so he did what he had to do at 12 right And he got in him what was necessary to do what he had to do. So when he stood up and read um, from Isaiah 61 that the Spirit of the Lord is upon him because he has anointed, he had seen that. You see? So one clue for us is to get what God wrote about you, read what he wrote about himself.
1: There's a
0: clue right there. Biggest clue you could ever have. Read what he wrote about himself, and agree with him. Mm -hmm. If you don't have the faith yet to believe it to happen for you, agree with God that it's true. Mm -hmm. Just simply agree with God, Mm -hmm. that it's written in the Bible, I agree with you. Mm -hmm. You see the difference? Okay. So, This is so easy, but I can't make it feel easy for you. You have to believe that it is easy. Right. Because he said, if you read about him and agree with him, you would agree that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. So when somebody comes with a heavy burden for something, there's an addition to it that wasn't from Jesus. There might have been fear that jumped on the bandwagon. That's what's mm. making it heavy. Yeah. <laughs> right? Because yeah. it's a heavy burden. Jesus yeah. asked you to do something. The Holy Spirit told you that heaven wants you to do this. And fear jumped on the, the wagon with you and made it heavy. So now you're coming, I need prayer. That's such a heavy burden. It just wouldn't let go. Really? Tell ten months to ago. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. If you find yourself with a heavy burden... The first person you should get off the bus is fear. We just say, I command the spirit of fear to leave now. Stop. Now. Listen to what it is that Jesus wants you to hook up with and be yoked to and carry whatever he needs you to carry. Because it's going to be easy and it's going to be light. Amen. All right? Okay. (coughs) Now we can go. You got everything? I mean, you got it. Okay. (laughs)
1: Let's go to Malachi chapter 3, verse
0: 16. Malachi 3, 16. Isn't that good? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was pretty profound when I was studying it. I was like, yeah. I am just like, I'm in this group on Facebook. Father, help me. And so it is about parents and technology. I thought it'd be a great group. Anybody else in the group? All right. I'm in another group with moms, and one of them was saying that this group they're part of helps with these technical questions. Somebody had a technical question. So I thought, oh, perfect. I want to find out more about some of these apps and some of these things, you know, because I'm feeling all on research. Somebody already did it, I'm going to find out. Mm. So I'm in this group, and I don't cry about things except if it has to do with children. That started happening to me a few years ago and I didn't know why, it was just like a multi-mass which <laughs> I hello, I took over an orphanage. So apparently I was going through some condition training. So I'm in this group with parents, who have children that are of all ages, and they are trying to maneuver this whole technology world. And so all of the questions that are being asked, and this is without exception, and I'm just thinking maybe this is just where they come to ask that specific question. It's not their whole life, right? I'm hoping. It's all about how do I get, I have, these restrictions on my child's social media and all this stuff and they still snuck on by me and I can't believe that they're doing this and I'm thinking to myself, and they're 15 and 16 and they're not allowed to do this and, they're not, and I'm like, how does that work? I guess one parent posted how tired they were, like they were just exhausted because the husband covers a certain hours of the day and then she covers the rest. I'm like, you're literally watching your child 24 hours a day for social media activity? This is crazy. No, and they're like, I'm exhausted. So I, you know, try to be politically correct. (laughs) But it's not in me. So if somebody were to do a script and hand it to me, I would still go off script. I'm that kind of person, so, um, I just said, hmm, because one person's suggestion was that they make the child get a dictionary, find whatever word, some word which I don't think I've ever heard the word, and write pages of it with their hands. That was exactly, I thought it was a joke. And I said, Seriously? question mark? To which they explained that's called parenting. Wow. <laughs> and that's when I said, Well, this really does give me a lot of insight. Thank you very much. Because the people I coach now, I know what happened to them.
1: <laughs> I put
0: it in that regard.
1: <laughs> I said
0: because It might be a different flavor of parenting than I'm used to. Maybe that's why I'm having a problem. I'm not not connecting what is really going on. But this is the kind of solutions that come. Control, control, control. That's my whole point. We were not designed to change by control. This is why the Holy Spirit would never do it. There's nothing in us that is supposed to adjust to change because we were being controlled. The only way we can adjust to change is if we say yes.
1: How long does it take a dictator to control the people of a country?
0: It takes a long time if you watch the history of countries that are ruled by dictators It takes decades and decades, and if you watch the sequence of events, there is an exchange. There is an exchange that says, let me do this for you. Let me help you. Let me do this for you. And decade after decade, you've given up your ability to make your decision in one thing after another, and at the end of it, because they have now everything that's necessary for you to live, your final decision now is to say, yes, you would have to rule me now. You see? Yeah. That's what happened with the children of Israel. Right? How did they become, how was their, how come they were greater than the population of the country they lived in, and yet they became the slaves? It is all about the mindset and how you think about yourself. So if you think you have no other choice, you have just given up operating from the records that God wrote about you. Every time you think you have no other choice, you've given up operating from the record of heaven to now making a decision based on power and control or fear, which is the spirit of
1: fear. Now,
0: there are times
1: when the Holy Spirit will send someone in to help us
0: because we don't have strength, or we don't have wisdom, or we don't have the tools or whatever. But whenever the Holy Spirit sends someone in, It is for a season. It is to get you through that season. But once you are through it the true test is can you now operate freely? If you can then that was done in the right way. You understand what I'm saying? So that's how parenting should be. Like for the season they're in your house you should be the one that God gives information to and kind of give feedback and try to move or things and try to assist here and there. But when they have gotten the lesson, and sometimes it's not as 18, right? Because it's, it's, again, humans to have to make choices, right? They have to be trained. So however long that process takes, that's how long it takes. But when you, when the Holy Spirit's leading that effort, then you are not, um, there's no control when it's complete. In other words, a person can fly on their own. They don't have to, like, do the, what do you call it? Tandem. Tandem, you know, mm-hmm. parachute thing. Alright, there we go. Alright. So, um, oh, let's read the scripture. <laughs> Malachi 3.16 Then those who feared the Lord spoke with each other and the Lord listened to what they said. In His presence a scroll of remembrance was written to record the names of those who feared Him and always thought about the honor of His name. You see this? And he says, they will be my people, says the Lord of Heaven's armies. On the day when I act the judgment, they will be my own special treasure. And then he goes on. So God starts talking about you when you are talking about him. And he records what you're saying about him that's in awe. He has recorders recording what you're saying about This was proven... In the entire book of Job. If you go read the book of Job. What I say to you. About records. And witnesses. I'm going to show you the scripture in a minute. Job proves the whole thing. I don't even have to show you another scripture. The whole book of Job. Because remember how the friends were telling them. Telling Job of God. That he did wrong. and Blah 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 blah. They were trying to get him to accept. And changed the records in heaven about himself. God heard it because God came and said, "Do you know?" And God answered what was being said. God God heard God records stuff. He can hear stuff. Go to Numbers fourteen. Are you getting something? Yeah. Yeah. Numbers chapter fourteen. I was like, where's Numbers? Okay. (laughs) Numbers 14. Then the whole community began weeping aloud, and they cried all night. Their voices rose in a great chorus of protest against Moses and Aaron. Let's Let's stop there for a minute. Do you know, if you speak evil, if you put on record In heaven. Evil. Against the record of someone that God has something else written about. You in trouble. They were speaking evil against Moses and Aaron. If only we had died in Egypt. Or even here in the wilderness. They complained. Why is the Lord
1: taking us to this country only to have us die in battle?
0: Death, death, death. So their vision was death in Egypt, death in the wilderness, and for sure death would be meeting them in, in the promised land. in battle. That was their vision. Our wives and our little ones will be called off as slaughter. So these were the men. These were the men that had a vision of death, okay? Wouldn't it be better for us to return to Egypt Then they plotted among themselves, let's choose a new leader and go back to Egypt. (laughs) When you decide to choose a new leader, you are changing a record, unless God told you to choose a new leader. You understand? They were choosing a new leader. They they were planning to choose a new leader. Like God, here's the deal. If Moses had decided to give up, then all this would work together because they're all in agreement. Moses now is in agreement with the enemy's plan. So there's something to be said about when God sends you to a place, to a ground, like when he tells you to go conquer a place, like how God sends us to DCF. Leaving it
1: should only occur if God told us to leave it. Because if we stay and God says go, then we are changing our record.
0: But if we go and God says stay, or he didn't tell us to go, we're also changing our record. Either way, the error is in changing the record. Not in the circumstance that would decide if you go or stay. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Right? So, then Moses and Aaron fell face down on the ground before the whole community of Israel. Two of the men who had explored the land, Joshua, son of Nun, and Caleb, son of Jephunneh, tore their clothing, which was the act of um, fasting and prayer and just, you know. They said to all the people of Israel, the land we traveled through and explored is a wonderful land, and if the Lord is pleased with us, he will bring us safely into that land and give it to us. It is a rich land flowing with milk and honey. Do not rebel against the Lord. And don't be afraid of the people of the land. They are only helpless prey to us. They have no protection, but the Lord is with us. Don't be afraid of them. How many times do you tell them not to be afraid? What was the heavy burden? Fear. That's what fear Right? So here's the response. This is what I'm trying to tell you. God put two people among them. Two leaders. These weren't just like little boys, like he did with Eli and Samuel, the little boy. These were two grown men. And, and they told them all this. And verse 10, but the whole community, the whole community began to talk about stoning Joshua and Caleb. Now do you think that's going to happen? No. Because you know why? Because Joshua and Caleb hooked up with God's record. (laughs) There is protection in God's record. Don't ever be afraid of hooking up in God's record because he got you covered. (laughs) Okay? And then the glorious, look what came in the midst of a bunch of complaining backbiters. They weren't even backbiters, they were straight up in the face. Whatever. Then the glorious presence of the Lord appeared to all the Israelites at the tabernacle. And the Lord said to Moses, How long will these people treat me with contempt? Was God in their midst? having a little cup of coffee while they were chatting? Mm. uh huh. Mm. But the records were showing what was happening. You see what I'm saying? Yes. Will they never believe me even after all the miraculous signs I've done among them? I will disown them and destroy them with a plague. Then I will make you into a nation greater and mightier than they are. So let me show you this. God could make changes based on accommodating his plan. Because the whole point of this whole group of people was to be God's people, his chosen people, right? So he was creating a whole nation. So God was willing to get rid of the whole nation and to get build a nation out of Moses. Moses' family. And then Moses kind of reason with God, you know, Moses had a conversation with God. But you see who could change the plan. Who God could adjust your plan to still be perfect. Mm -hmm. Because remember, there's other people involved in your life. So if they're not adjusting, you're not stuck. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Right? So God could certainly maneuver his perfect plan where the record is still his perfect will. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? He was going to do it here. And he can't lie, he is bluffing. God ain't bluffing. That's another That would be a t-shirt, God doesn't bluff. There you go, Gabe. God does not bluff. It's like a um, hip interpretation of God is not mocked. <laughs> right? Okay. Let's go to 1 John 5. That was one scripture. 1 John 5, 7. And eight. I want you to see this. Are you with me so far? Yes. yes. Okay, now let me just say something, because I work with women a lot, and even a man. Nothing in your record that God wrote about you said that if you are guilty of everything I'm saying, you should condemn yourself.
1: <laughs> <That's scary. laughs> okay? Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so let's just get don't put that record up there. Those, all right, okay. First John 5, and we're looking at verse 7. Okay, um, yeah, i sorry. So you can read the rest of that chapter for yourself. Or not. Okay, so we have these three witnesses the spirit the water, and the blood. Right? right? And all three agree. I'm looking, I, 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 okay, let's keep reading. Since we believe human testimony, surely we can believe the greater testimony that comes from God. And God has testified about the Son. So one thing I want to show you is that the. And verse 8, go to verse 8. I'm looking at the version that I read it from. Verse 8, it says, The Spirit, the. Uh, did I read 7? Okay. Hold on a second. There we go. Maybe verse 6, yeah. Okay. Ah. Uh, You want first, John? five, right? Yeah, we'll get there. Hang on a second. I think I have to go up further. Okay, so let's go from verse six. This is He who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ. Not only by water, but by water and blood. And it is the Spirit who bears witness, because the Spirit is truth. For there are three that bear witness in heaven: the Father, the Word. And the Holy Spirit, and these three are one. So in heaven, we have the Father, the Word, and the Spirit. Okay, and the three are one. Okay, and uh, okay. I lost my place again. Because the Spirit is truth. Okay, the Spirit who bears witness because the Spirit is truth. For there are three that bear witness in heaven. The Father, the Word, the Spirit. Okay. And these three are one. And there are three that bear witness on the earth. The Spirit, the water, and the blood. And these three agree as one. Okay? So on the earth, we have the Spirit, we have water, And we have blood. So we have the Spirit of God that is a witness both in heaven and on earth. So this is our connection. Okay? The water talks about baptism but remember also in Ephesians the Bible talks about the washing of the water of the Word. Right? And then the blood We know the blood of Jesus fell here on earth when he was crucified, right? This is where his blood fell, but there's also a witness of it in heaven in front of the throne. In Hebrews it talks about that, the sprinkling of the blood, right? right? So the connection between heaven and earth is pretty secure and nothing can get in, in the middle of it. Nothing can interrupt that connection. So it's not that God doesn't hear you, God doesn't care, he doesn't love you, he doesn't know what's going on. It's not that. It's that you're trying to rewrite the history of your life. (laughs) I mean, for real. And he's like, you have no idea what the heck you're doing. I'm trying to like not do it. On purpose. So it doesn't become part of your record that you want to live off of. Do you do you see what I'm saying? It's almost like a delay. in saving your life for the love of God.
1: <laughs> like, could we take her around the bend one more time? <laughs> see if anybody like,
0: see somebody will run into her over there. The person I was telling to go, on the running in the street. There's doing bad. Oh, <laughs> well, could you imagine what it's like for God to maneuver every person to, that's supposed to do their job? Just so there, (laughs) happy
1: Ah (laughs) now.
0: In whose image were you created? Uh, Okay. When you look at albums, family members who died, you never met. And in some cases you could look at somebody's picture and go, wow, they've got to be related to me. There's just no way. They can't be related to me. Like it's just there. you know, I was thinking, today. I was explaining to Gabriel that all the people I kissed before I met his dad, all of these are conversations we have in our family. Um, <laughs> the mistakes I could have made in marrying the wrong person. And then after our conversation game, I was thinking, if I did marry the wrong person, would I have Gabriel as a child or Josiah? These are thoughts I think. Uh, And I'm thinking I probably would have Gabriel because he looks more like me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And Doug
0: would probably have Josiah, because he looks more like him. But wait a minute, Josiah has my personality. These are things I think about. Anyway, (laughs) it's not a valid point here. My point is, we were created in the image of God. The person that we're even more physically created to be like, is God. In order for that image to change, somebody has to do something to it. And I can guarantee you, it's not going to be God. (laughs) Do you see what I'm saying? Whether they change it in the womb whether they change it post womb, right? But it's not God that's changing the image of who we should look like. It ain't God. So that's why I have to, I'm telling you, the traditions of men who have listened to doctrines of demons, those are the ones creating the change along the family line. They're the ones that come in at whatever decade, whatever generation to say that this is the type of people we are. This is the lot you fell into. Deal with it. Right? (coughs) And so people who don't know, first of all, that there is a God that's real, not just some fantasy story on TV, and who don't read the word of God right, their image gradually changes, and they send up records in heaven to say, I am this, not that. And here is the language that precedes a record change. We have all done it, so this is not a judgment statement. Uh, this is a bold statement. So if I sound all judgy, like I've been there, well, yes yeah and no. So, there's like a change of record. You change the record that's usually preceded with, I can't. Or, <laughs> sorry, that wasn't meant to be like that, but it ain't about it. Or we, now here you're bringing in the generation, right? We never did it that way. right? Whatever. You know some. There's another one. It's not possible, right. What other ones? That's too much. What else? There's not enough
1: time. Right?
0: What else? How long did it take Jesus in the, um, from the cross to the tomb to be walking around as a witness to people. How many days did that take? Three. Yeah. You take the room three days? <laughs> you know
1: <what> I'm saying?
0: <laughs> Easy yoke, light <life> burden. <laughs> you can't get any Easier and lighter than that. <laughs> I mean, this is how simple God has created the plan that even Jesus' plan took three days. Three days. It probably would have been quicker if he didn't have to go down to hell, take keys, do all the stuff he had. He was working for three days.
1: We just didn't see him.
0: He had to say what he did for three days. He had to say, I went to them. I now have the keys. Yes, Jesus had to say that part. Nobody thought. My point is, the records of heaven are so full of stuff that sometimes I wonder if we have even lived one line. Because you know, the lines in the Bible, the scriptures that we read, they have so many levels. Now so think about it. If one line says, I created you to lead. How many levels of leadership does that involve? Over what span of time? Do you see? God wrote it. When you decide to hook in with it, then it goes to that, oh, leadership's (laughs) happening. Here we go. (laughs) Wake up. Wake up, leader. (laughs) Shoot me. Take the list. She said later. You know when they do these computer searches to match things? Right? And they just let it go on autopilot because you gotta scroll through like all this data to match these words, and then when they get a hit, it's like everything like, up. Ding, 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 ding. We have a hit! It's funny was in heaven? I hope the room of the hits are dusty and like people are just wandering around. Alright, everybody with me? Okay. Okay. Now, if we go on to verse 9, I think. If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. For this is the witness of God which he has testified of his son. He who believes in the son of God has the witness in himself. He who does not believe God has made him a liar. Because he has not believed the testimony that God has given of his son. So, do you see what's happening? You...
1: When we don't believe God,
0: we are in essence trying to change the record that says God is not a liar. But because God says he's not a man that he should lie, that record goes unchanged because we're not allowed to change it because God accepts that he's not a liar. right?
1: Right.
0: So they should give you hope that no matter what somebody else has said about you or is saying about you, it could never change the record of who you are if you refuse to agree with it.
1: This is what I'm trying to tell you! (laughs) (laughs) Do you think Gabriel has to try to look like us?
0: Like, does he have to try to look like us in his normal way? Like, now, when he's with Doug, it is, there's questions whether that's his father. <laughs> he doesn't look
1: like his dad at all, like
0: in any way. But when when we're together with him, people can kind of see it, right? But when he's alone with his father, people aren't sure. But when he's alone with me, it's quite evident. We put a long wing on him, there's Gabriel, right? <laughs> there's that. Girl, we one time he looked just like I was when Dad was doing the Easter shirts and he had the long hair, and then you put it on your head, and it was like, oh my God, I'm looking at myself. So here's the thing: in order for you to not be identified with Christ, your image has to be changed, and, the old, and you have to do elaborate things to change your image. You have to purposely make a change you have to go through a whole lot of processes you have to go through spiritual plastic surgery to change your image and we have people to do that there are plastic surgeons on the enemy's side that are well equipped to do this job of changing images And sometimes they are like, you know how families have family doctors? These plastic surgeons are family plastic surgeons. They go through the generations to change images. Think about it. People who often have a low self esteem and low image of themselves, they are mirroring that of previous generations. Yet, previous generations never told them to be that. As a matter of fact, they're trying to get them not to be. But they just kind of end up being. That's because the plastic surgeon is not work. And the plastic surgeon conditions your mind to tell you what you're not. Do you realize, he never tells you what you are first. He tells you what you're not first. Then he tells you what you are. Have you ever realized? Like Satan wanted to condition yeah. Jesus. And he wanted to prove... He was basically questioning, you're not the son of God. You see what I'm saying? When he went to Eve, he said, God didn't tell you that. He always tells you the negative. You're not good enough. That's not gonna work. You see? Mm-hmm. It's not your time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, well then, whose time is it? I'm here on earth, and I'm living my plan. When do you decide what happens? You see? Mm-hmm. So, watch out for the what you're not thought. Because the Bible tells you who you are.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right? You remember? Was it Jeremiah the prophet who had the cold? He was saying what he was not. When God was giving him his assignment, like, God is like serving it up on the platter. Like, there. Here I am. Here you are. I'm telling you, and what he was telling God, all the things he was not. When Elijah was running away from the, Elijah was running away from the territory of his assignment. And when he was doing that, he sat under some sad old tree and started saying what he was not. He was not enough. For that. He's the only one. That's not enough. You see that? When did you need to have more if you have God? I think it's just we just need to focus and say what we want to happen not what we don't have to make something happen. This is for all of us to think about. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's more, I taught this lesson before. Say what you want, the results you want, don't say how you want it to get there or something. I remember this vividly. I was remembering this. Was, right? Right. Okay. I'm going to say something. This is a quote from Kevin Zadei that I saw today. Don't do things or speak things that are not in the direction of where you want to be going. So I put my version of it, follow up on that. Don't say things you don't want to see yourself do. So if you plan to see yourself dying in the wilderness, then say it. If you don't want that to happen, don't say it. Don't say things you don't want to see yourself do. Your words give agreement. I'm telling you, it's not your thoughts. It's your words. But if you keep those thoughts, they'll become your words. God will give you more than you could ask or think. God will. The devil can't give you a thing. He can't give you anything. He can only take things from you. Now, God will give you more than you could ask or think that's in line with his word about you. Thank God for that security. You understand? So even if you're thinking bad things, God won't give it to you because it's not in your record. But if you keep thinking bad things, you will eventually give up and say it. Right. And now, you've created a Okay?
1: Right.
0: So, you have to control your thoughts. Didn't somebody else say that? Like, from the Bible?
1: <laughs> You know, like when I was going through this class,
0: quantitative analysis, like, who up with that? And I'd sit there and I'd go, i think I just cannot. I, I, it's not that I even can't do it. I think if I focus, I could. But I really don't want to. But I'd have to catch myself not to actually say it.
1: right?
0: Because I certainly don't want to redo it.
1: I'm right. trying to get my act together. I'll tell you that much.
0: Right? And then Melissa's the explaining it is a combination of statistics and algebra. She's
1: my favorite subject <laughs> to the whole wide world! <laughs>
0: Which brought back vivid memories of my algebra teacher in college coming on my show. I'll never forget, that. I hope I meet her again someday. Crying, bawling, like, <gasps> and standing over me and praying in tongues, while I'm in my favorite <laughs> You know,
1: <laughs> <laughs> she was out <tell> by
0: herself. <laughs> and this was my final semester in college and my, I left this class. I, I dropped the class before, but I have to take it because I'm graduating. I have to go to my next assignment that God has for me. I'm already like in the process, so I've got to pass this class. <laughs> And she comes and stops her, I am not know, I'll never forget this. We were all in a circular, like a big square, so we're all facing each other. I'm thinking, oh, shit, everybody stops their dances, look at that. <laughs> Is that something wrong with me. What's that, God? She did. Yeah, so, God will send us help, my whole point of view. I I have no idea. Where that class would need to be a catalyst to get me to the other place. If I failed that class, I wouldn't have been able to graduate with enough credits to go to masters to get my masters. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I would have put my life out of sync. Right? See you could take your little time to do whatever God wants you to do. Like you could just say, I I just don't want to do it now. Okay. It's there. So when you try to get back in sync, God moves heaven and earth to make sure His word comes back. Says so that's what it takes. you'll move it
1: when He gets your agreement.
0: So it's almost like foolproof and protection granted. That so when we get up, when we get up, oh, I find to it. He's like, oh, angel, I think. let's there's rejoicing, there's not I told you so there's rejoicing not I told you so mm. okay
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay Matthew six nineteen. you can look at this for yourself it talks about what is laid up in heaven treasures, where your heart is where your treasure is, there's your heart so I want my heart To be connected to heaven, not to the sinful stuff down here. Mm. Okay. Yes. All right. We gotta pray. Okay, here's what I want you to focus on tonight. When we sing and we worship, right? I did this on, for, for, on purpose, by the way. But I didn't know what the purpose was. But I know now. When, we, uh, so when we're praying tonight, worshiping God and everything else, okay? I want you to think about breaking agreement with false witnesses in your life. Which is breaking agreement with that. Until you break agreement, you're in agreement. Right. So when we're worshiping God, we're saying, "I agree with your record of me. Overwrite whatever record I put up there. I'm given authority, authorization. Wipe it clean. Get the angel to wipe the thing off with the white handkerchief. Hey, blot it out. Okay." Agree with the witnesses on earth that represent heaven, the spirit, the water, the blood. Romans eight sixteen is another place to look. The Spirit of God will bear witness with our spirit. For those who are children of God. Okay? Yes. Are you learning something? Yes. I'm learning something. So let me tell you what I wrote down in two thousand four about women. It was called The Purpose of a Woman, and this is what it said. Things that only a woman could do or be. A mother. The reason I'm telling you this
1: is because the, the devil
0: has been changing the image
1: Amen. of God's creation in gender. Amen.
0: So I'm saying these words to you so you are not sympathetic. To the devil's changes. This is so critical. So let me just land here for a minute. You cannot be sympathetic. You can't let up not even a little bit. In agreeing with any part of the enemy's image change of the human way that God created us. Because when you do, it goes to the record to say you are in agreement with something that the enemy has redesigned humans to be. Noah was found righteous, not because he was saved, sanctified, full of Holy Ghost, because we know that didn't happen then. But he was the only family unit that was righteous that did not have mixed relations with those that wrote the earth. You have to look up the history, that is a whole her story. Check out Perry Stone, he's a good person to learn about that. He was the only family They were pure human beings. Okay? So. She's the only one that, is, that could be a mother. And she's the only one that could give birth. A woman is the only human that can give birth. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, because she has a womb. The woman is the only body that could grow another human being safely, properly, and in how God intended. Okay, the, a woman
1: was created to be a help
0: to man. Not a dog, not a donkey, not a horsey, a woman. Which means, according to God's plan, women are supposed to be helping men not let me rephrase that. Women are supposed to helping men keep God's record of them. Not agreeing with their record change. Right. Yeah. You are not an unsubmissive woman. If you disagree with a record change. If you, if you disagree with God's record. And disagrees with the record change that a man wants to do. This is like. <sighs> yeah. It is a Demon. It is doctrines of devils that have said, you have to agree with everything your husband says. This is so wrong, because it's wrong for him too. What the hell are you? If you're gonna go, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. (laughs) you know what I'm saying? If I had like, I her all over here, lipstick up there, and I'm like, how do I look? Yeah, you look great. Because somebody don't want to tell me. I got like, that's right. I fire you if you work for me. That's silly. Okay, the proper thing to do would be like, you need to get a wet wipe right now and find a mirror. Thank you. Okay? The person that cannot accept, the man that cannot accept help from the woman that God has assigned to him to help, he is wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. His image has been changed.
1: Yeah.
0: God is creating that way. Called wife. (laughs) There's another image change. Wife is for women. Husband is for men. That's their title, not who they should marry. Oh gosh, let's
1: make sure that's (laughs) clear.
0: The wife in a relationship is a woman. The husband in a relationship is a man. It will never, ever, ever change. Amen. Wow. This was written in 2004. Wow. A
1: woman's
0: body is the only creation in the human race that is equipped activate a seed to become life. Only a woman's body can carry that life through to activate the seed to actually form into life. Okay? In order for human life to be multiplied on the earth, women have to be women. They must be connected to men. Wives must be on the earth in order for population growth to occur based on the records of heaven. Which happens, there's a copy on earth, it's in Genesis. The record of how heaven decides to populate earth is written for us here on the earth right there in Genesis. okay and God chose it in Abraham and Sarah God chose Sarah to be the mother of his chosen people he didn't chose Hagar he chose Sarah God is pretty precise about his choices and his combinations this is why it's good to listen to what he has to say and stop at all the excuses of why you can't do what he says okay His combinations create the right things that he needs to get done. Imagine baking a carrot cake and using eggplant
1: instead. And then telling everybody, here,
0: come and join me with my carrot cake. Okay? (laughs) If you say so, (laughs) somebody will know you're off (laughs) by coming in. Okay, my God. (laughs) puts a gift and a thing in you, if not puts a gift and calling, and you, you decide to operate somebody else's gift and calling, people will know. <laughs> if you don't get it right away, they'll know. They're just trying to help you along. So is the Holy Ghost. I wonder, like, what spirit the pastors who so agree with abortion operate by. Like, when they go teach the congregation, oh, people, oh, I
1: think it's like me, and <laughs> you might have a battle back there. Yeah, I bet you feel me.
0: <laughs> it's not the Spirit of God, folks. The Spirit of God does not agree with death, and we see that from Numbers 14. Yep. God's got a little ticked off. When all we're talking about is death. If God agreed with death, he would have let Moses die and bring another one up when the time cleared up. He did. Moses was saved. Right? Right. Okay, let's sing. Oh, here's another one. Please change this record. That's next to your name in heaven. Women are addressed as minority. Yeah. That's how The world sees women. They're part of the minority group. That's a lie. Nobody's a minority group. Amen. But especially the gender of women. Because let's think about this. If we got a minority group of women, that means I guess each woman should have ten husbands. The woman is needed... For populating the earth, which was something God wanted to happen from the beginning. God likes people. Unlike some people, God likes people. He wants a whole bunch of them to be created. Right? Right. Right. That's another thing. When the enemy comes and tells people, well, you shouldn't have kids because of how bad the world is. Don't, that's a lie. Maybe God doesn't want you to have kids because of your assignment. That's a whole different story. But to say it's because of how bad the world is, that's a lie from hell. It is what God would say. Right? (laughs) Right. I think I told you everything. You learned something? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's all. So we're going to break stuff, right? What are you going to break? Let's see what you break in. What are you breaking? You're breaking what other people you're disagreeing with something. What what I tell you. What, agreement what, I with? With false
1: witness. what did you say? Break agreement with false witness. Ah!
0: Break agreement with false witnesses. It was so good when I heard it. I thought I had to write this down. We're breaking agreements. Go ahead, guys. You can breaking agreements. Is, it not enough? Is there anything on? Okay. We're breaking agreements with false witnesses. I see. Mean, I understand, right? When witnesses are coming up to say, well, in our family, this doesn't happen though. This has never happened. Nobody's ever done this. You know, everybody has an anger problem in our family, or everybody's always. You got to say The Amen. God bless you guys.